0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundance Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Furness. And I'm your co host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, boy, the music is really loud. <laughs> yes, 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 I had to start it over for a couple there we go. Yeah, there we go. I don't know what happened, but it was it was really loud. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe with the new changes the blog talk is doing, that's probably the reason. But anyway. Yes. We're going to go forward. How are you?
2: Oh, man, I can't complain at all.
1: Yep. This is Martin Luther King. This is the day that they're celebrating his birthday.
2: How's that sound, Greg?
1: That's a whole lot up. Ha,
2: that's wonderful. That's wonderful. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes, yes! What a day, what a day! You know what, Brian? The things that we're going to talk about tonight and the guests that we have coming on—I yeah. think it's going to be awesome.
2: You know, I, I think so too. You know, it's—it's it's a very, very controversial, touchy-type topic that we're not going to discuss tonight. And what better, you know, who better to discuss it with, with someone who's, you know, who's involved directly where it directly affects. That particular person, you know.
1: Yeah.
2: And we talk about a lot of different things on this show, a lot of different topics that, you know, some people may consider controversial. Some people may consider, you know, that not necessarily the best thing to discuss. You know, a lot of topics that people don't want to touch. People don't want to really address. You know, for instance, like we talk about. Um, we had a lady that was on our show a couple months ago that was living with HIV. And she was infected by her husband. You know, and so those are kind of touchy topics. You don't, you know, most people don't want to talk about that type of stuff. You know, and just like tonight, the topic that we're going to discuss tonight is something that not everybody really wants to put out there and discuss and dialogue and talk about. And what's the topic? The topic tonight is my struggles, my struggles with lesbianism. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and our, our guest tonight is best-selling author Tamar Joseph, and she's going to be on the call
1: just in a few. Yes. Yeah. Well, we can talk about it, Brian, before she comes on, but you know, one thing that I've learned is that this is something that needs to be addressed, but it's not being addressed in the schools. And it's not being addressed in the churches, and most people say it's not needed there. It shouldn't be brought up inside the church into the school. It needs, this isn't is something that needs to be dealt with in the home, you know. And
2: again, you know, it's it's almost like a learned behavior. You know, when when you see somebody else doing it, you see somebody else engaging in something. That's something that that sparks your interest, your attention you tend to gravitate towards that. And so, I think that it is something that people learn. People, you know, and again, some people may disagree with me. Some people may say they were born that way. Some people may say that, you know. I mean, and there's, 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 there's pros and cons and naysayers and yaysayers on both sides, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, this is our show, so we sometimes give our personal opinions about things you know so my personal opinion not the opinion of the show or its producers and blah 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 blah. (laughs) but my personal opinion is that it's something that's a learned behavior just like any other learned behavior you learn how to do these things you learn to you know to tap into those particular feelings because it's something that may be of interest or concern to you you know, and so you say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm exploring my feelings, and that's really what I consider it to be, ex- exploration. You know, and I, I'll, I'll say that also, my grandmother used to always say, everything that looks good, smells good, tastes good, feels good to you ain't always for you. That's right. And so I'm saying that to say that just because it feels good, just because you might think it's the right thing, it may not be the right thing. You know, but again, these are just my opinions, and like everyone else, I'm entitled to them. But we want to hear your opinions as well. We're going to have tomorrow on in just a few minutes, and, you know, we, we encourage you all to call in, chime in, give us your opinion, give us, you know, tell us how you feel about it. Call in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718 508 you know, Greg,
1: what is, what's your
2: feelings on this issue?
1: Well, you know, I, I, I see so many young girls now that are dealing with it. And it just seems like with women, it just seems like right now with the young girls, it just seems like to me, and in and after talking with the, a couple of the young girls, it just seems as though this is just something that they're going through. You know, I, I would I would agree with you know because
2: it almost seems like it's a fad. Yes. You know, I remember when I was growing up, it was like the taboo thing to do. Nobody wanted any parts of that whatsoever. But now it almost seems like it's the end thing to do. Like, oh, you're you're not in the end crowd unless you know unless you do this. And and I'm, when I say that, I'm speaking about young ladies. You know, I don't know a whole lot about what the guys do. You know, and, you know, I uh, I, I kind of focus more on the young ladies because I feel like they're more vulnerable, you know, and I've had friends who, you know, prefer that, that are women who prefer other women. And, you know, I, I ask them, I'm like, why, you know, and they just they come up with all kinds of reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll say, well, a man doesn't know how to please a woman like a woman does. And I'm thinking, well, explain this to me. Well, a woman knows what she wants, so she knows what another woman wants. And I'm thinking, well, what do you want? (laughs) You can tell me, and then, I mean, that'll be something that's easy to handle. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, I know exactly what you mean. I don't know. It it just seems like, again, I've said this over and over. I know I sound like a broken record, but it just seems like it's just the end thing to do right now. And when you look at it, you see people you see some people dressed like men and you and you try to figure out oh uh you 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 don't know what to say to them and you don't want to say anything to hurt anybody's feelings. So what do you do? I don't know.
2: I don't know. You know what? I think our caller, we have a caller on the line, and we're going to go to this caller right before we bring tomorrow on. I think our caller may have an answer for us. Caller from the 734 area code. Are you there?
0: I'm here, brother, but I just got on, and I just heard the last few words. So um, I'll just go ahead and continue to listen, and I'll comment
2: later if that's okay. Okay, we'll definitely come back to you in a little while. Thank
0: well, you. Brian,
1: All right. Brian, let's take a let's take a quick break, and uh, we can go ahead and get uh, tomorrow on the, on on the call. And, All right. And we can we can have her come in, and and
2: and we'll have we'll ask her some questions, and then we'll go back to her, some of our
3: listeners. Okay, good. We're gonna take a quick minute break.
2: Yeah, I'd like to place an ad for an apartment I'll be renting out.
0: Okay, how should the ad read?
2: Uh, Sunny one bedroom, 850 square feet, modern kitchen, hardwood floors, $1,000 a month rent. Available immediately unless you're African American, Hispanic, Asian, Middle Eastern, Indian, or a member of any other minority group. Okay. Uh, apartment is also unavailable if you are female, have children, a disability, or believe in a non-traditional religion.
0: Anything else, sir?
2: No, oh, yeah. Can we add that pets are okay?
0: Certainly. Unfortunately, housing discrimination isn't always this obvious. If you think you've been a victim because of your race, color, national origin, sex, religion, disability, or family status, call 800-669-9777. Or visit hud.gov. Fair housing—it's not an option; it's the law. Brought to you by HUD and the Ad Council.
2: All right, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and we have on tonight with us
3: the best-selling
2: Arthur Tamar Joseph. Miss Joseph, are you there?
3: Yes, I am.
2: Welcome again.
3: Thank you for having me. Yes, no no thank you for coming though. on. It's a great pleasure. Hanging out with you guys for one hour. <laughs> <laughs> yes, tomorrow we
1: were just talking about uh, young ladies today struggling with lesbianism.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Why do you think that is? I said I told Brian and I said to the callers, or to the listeners that it just seems like it's just the end thing to do. It just seems like something that the girls are just going through at this stage in their life. Uh-huh. What do you think?
3: Well, I I have no idea because I was thinking about the same thing myself, and I was like, God, because I've met a lot of young people in the church, and they they dealing with that, and half of them feel the same thing. They're like, oh, my God, I already know it's bad, but this is who I feel like I am. And some of them say, okay, I feel more comfortable doing this and that, so I can't go back and change it. So I wouldn't know exactly what's going on, but some of them are just curious and then just for the fun of it, they just do it. And some of them are really struggling with it. You know, some of them have been in bad relationships, and some of them, you know, um, have been abused by men. And some of them just feel like it's all about, most of the time it's all about looking for love. They're looking for love and sometimes they look for it in the wrong places. Hmm. Now, when you say looking for love, is that really what they're looking for? Half of the time, this is what they're looking for. Because everybody's looking for someone's approval. Everybody's looking for someone's love. And one thing that I talk, I'm, I'm talking about my own experience here, and one thing that I, I felt realized, because I I was in a relationship with someone, and then it didn't, it, 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 and it bad, and especially, after everybody else was telling me, Come on, it's time for you to let the girl go," and I was saying, "No, I can't." I said, "I don't want to." And when God was telling me, "You have to let her go," I said, "God, it's not like I don't, I don't, um, I can't do it, but I don't want to do it." So I was looking for this love. I was pursuing that love. I was giving all myself for this person's love, and this person's love was not returned to me as I wanted it to be returned.
1: So we have
3: a love that, you know, God has given us, and this love never runs dry. So everybody at one point, one way or another, looking for someone's love, and half of the time they end up looking at in the wrong places.
1: So, Tamar, this is great. So when someone is looking for love, okay, let's say they figured out, okay, I'm a woman, and this person is a woman. This is not how... I was raised to be so. Now that I I have tried and I I have experienced another woman,
3: mm-hmm.
1: at what point do you think this person will say, okay, I'm just going to let this go? And why is it a struggle
3: to let it go if it's not normal? <sighs> this is this is this is this is why it's a struggle because if it was if it was a normal thing, if it was a normal thing. Like, for instance, um, going to school and studying, you don't struggle, The half of these things you don't struggle to do. You don't struggle to smile for someone because it's a normal thing. It's just like a habit. But if it – because everybody – okay, God is telling you this is not this is not the way it's supposed to be. You, if you read the Bible and you have several people telling you the same thing, half of the world telling you the same thing, so this is what people struggle because having fun doing what you're doing, but at the same time, you can't, you can't fully enjoy it because half part of you is telling you, no, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. So this is what makes you struggle because it's not – you feel like okay, it's not the normal thing, it's not the norm.
2: Yeah, you know and again, when you when you interact with these people, when you talk to them, you know, what's on their mind?
3: Oh, it was um, I met a young uh, young lady, um, and she was telling me I feel like the church is not a place for me anymore and I was like, What why 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 are you telling me this? And he she said, because I feel like I'm a hypocrite. Yes, I know the word of God and I know that God does you know, God not like homosexuality and yet this is who I feel like I am. And she said, This I feel like I'm a hypocrite. And half of this people are struggling because they feel like, okay, this is who I am but at the same time God is telling me this. So they 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 are exactly how you know, as I used to be. How do I fulfill both of these things? You know, I feel I felt like both of these things were a part of my life, but how do I keep them balanced? So yeah, half of them have the same struggle. Oh I can't I can't do it. This is who I am, you know.
1: So are they? Is that really who they are? It, you know, a woman being with another woman—is that really who that person is?
3: You know, because I have been down this path, I can say once you're in that position, you feel like yes, this is who you are. You feel like okay, no matter what anybody else is, this is who I am, and this is who I was born to be. I used to be the same way. Hey, I used to be. I used to be saying, oh, I'm queer. I'm here. Deal with this. You know, I, I used to be down this, I used to be in the, on, on that path, and I remember how it was so strong and so powerful, the stronghold was so powerful that I felt like this is who I was. I felt like heaven wasn't a place for me to be, but one thing that I never I never felt to do, I never felt to go to church, because I said, hey, I feel like God, sooner or later, he will come and he will pull me out of this, and, you know, I I guess I'm going to church no matter how many people used to look at me, you know, say foolishness, but I stayed in the church.
2: Let me ask a question.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And as this, I want to go to our caller. Do you think that you would have been treated better, different? How do you think you would have been treated if you were straight up Open with who you, you know, with what you were doing, and who you were with, with maybe some of your other church members. How do
3: you think they would have treated you? Oh, I was open. I was open. It was one look at me. I mean, I I dress up. I dress girly. Okay. I don't look gay. If you're just looking at me, I don't look gay. I never looked gay or anything like this. But I was open. I had rainbow stickers all over. I had rainbow bracelets. And, you know, I straight up tell them. And this was was the problem because they knew who I was, and they made it hard for me. They talked behind my back, and they said a lot of things. Even a pastor, he told me straight up, um, if a homo if you're homosexual you don't even have to pray because God will never forgive you. And that's when I was sitting in his car and I thought, I just, my my the tears started coming down. I said, okay, so I don't even feel like I want to go to the church because he was driving me to church. And I'm thinking, I don't even feel like I want to be there because if, if I'm praying, if I'm thinking, okay, if I keep praying hard enough, God will, God will do something. God will change the situation. And here he is telling me that God will never forgive me. They look at you weird in the church. They don't give you the love that... A brother is supposed to to a sister, or the brotherly, the sisterly love, because they look at you weird. They look at you as someone who is plagued, and it's not, it's not the way it's supposed to be. We have to keep remembering that God hits the sin, but He doesn't hit the person. He doesn't hit us because if I'm, I may be dealing with homosexuality, but you might be dealing with stealing. You might be dealing with lying. You might be dealing with adultery. It might be dealing with anything else. So why are you looking at the sister, the other sister who's fornicating in the church? You're looking at, okay, that's a normal thing. And because I'm struggling with homosexuality, I already have, my mind is is not, you know, in the right place because I know that I'm doing something that is against God. So why do you have to make it harder for me? You were supposed to be praying for me to be there for me, but they make your life miserable. Yeah, Oh, I'm... Tomorrow, I don't mean cut you. Off. I
2: want to go to the caller. I want to see what I want to see what the caller has to say, right quick. Caller from the seven three four. We got you back again.
0: You oh, God
2: bless you. Yes, um, you too. You too. Welcome to the Abundance Solutions Hour. Well, thank
0: you. Uh, I just have uh, one quick comment. Mm-hmm. Um, homosexuality. If you are a spiritual person, you have to look at it through spiritual eyes. It is a stronghold, but it is also a curse. It is a spirit. And you have to be able to break those strongholds. God loves you, even though you are a homosexual, but He does not love the sin. Mm -hmm, And it can be transferred. Because there is a thing as transference of spirits. And in order to be able to be free, you have to be delivered. Just because you stop doing what you used to do does not mean you are delivered. You have to be totally delivered and set free.
1: Mhm. And that's my comment. Awesome. Awesome. Thank awesome. you so awesome. much. We thank you for that. Yeah, that's
2: powerful. As as you know, tomorrow I want to I want to kind of shift gears just a little bit, just briefly.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Tell me, you know, because when you go out and you and um and I'm going to use this term that I've heard, not one that I use regularly, but you hear about the flaming homosexuals.
3: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
2: Now, from what I understand, a flaming homosexual is typically a male.
3: Yeah, a feminine mm-hmm. woman, Um woman mm-hmm. no. who who won't be, be
2: known as a woman, and mm-hmm. I guess the one that I can think of is like the guy that's on uh, America's Next Top Model, J. Uh-uh. Alexander. I think I was just watching that, J. Alexander, and he's a man, but he consider he calls himself Miss J. Yeah, you know, so that's what that's what like a flaming. Do you think that? It's an act to get attention?
3: No, it's not. Because it starts from the inside. You just feel like, as I said before, you just feel like this is who you are. And these people are actually called transgenders because it's something from inside and something from their mind telling them, okay, this is who you are. This is, you know, they just feel comfortable. Okay, I just feel comfortable if I'm a guy, just feel comfortable wearing heels. I have a few um, next door. And honestly, I don't know what to call them. And my aunt was telling me the other day, and she was telling me she or he, I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? She's like, okay, the lady next door. I said, what lady? I mean, you just, they, these are called gender. They, they just feel like this is who they are, and it's not an act to get attention from anybody. Because, first of all, I don't think anybody, well, some people like bringing attentions to themselves, and whether bad or good, they just love it. But um, half of the time you want to see someone just out of the blue, just want someone to just talk bad about them because they will start saying foolishness and half of these things are going to hurt you. So you don't want to put yourself in that position to have to deal with that constantly day after day. You don't want to deal with that.
1: Well, the way society is right now, they're rough. People can be very cruel and cold, and they can say some things uh, in the schools, in the church, anywhere. I mean, just everywhere, people can say some cruel things. Mm-hmm. But with with this struggle, with this walk that this person may be going through, this homosexuality or this lesbianism thing, what do you think when you're alone? What is your mindset when you're by yourself? When when it's late at night and you you can't go to sleep, what what's the mindset?
3: About what? I don't I don't actually of, of the
1: of the struggles of the struggles of the uh, the situation of the homosexuality of the lesbianism or whatever it is, the, the things that people are saying. You know, late at night when we can't sleep, that, those are the times when we start reflecting and, and looking back over our life, and we start thinking about where we are and where we should be. In and, and dealing with this struggle, uh, some say that they've been healed and they're no longer that way. They they are still struggling with it. So, with the struggle, what is the mindset? What what
3: what what is? What are some of the things that you think? okay back back in the time when that was a very real issue because right now i can tell you and i'm telling you this honestly even though i have been delivered from homosexuality um you know it's like every day because it will always be tempted for as long as you live and the devil especially when you know okay you have tried it and you have liked it so i'm going to i'm going to keep bringing it up again so he will always bring it up to you but when um so I'm telling you straight up, it's not, it's something, like the, the man just said, it's deliverance is here, so it's something that you have to do every, it's like every single day you have to reach for that for that victory. So, um, but back in the days when this was really an issue for me, half of the time I really didn't care what other people were saying. But the only thing, when I go to sleep at night, when I can't fall asleep, that's when I get to the point where I'm trying, I'm running away from God at that time. Because it's like it's not daylight. I am alone. I am in my bed, and I know that God is here. Even He is there in the daytime, but you have so many things going on around you that you can't even forget that He is even there. But when you get to that special place when it's all quiet, that's when I said, "Oh my God, I can't. I I never even thought. Of, I don't even want to think about what my life would be like if I just die. What my life would be like because I already know it's not going to be pretty." so that's where that's where my depression started, because, okay, God, please have mercy upon me. That was' the only thing that I said because I felt like, what's the point of asking God, please forgive me I mean that was my my experience because I was like, "Oh, what's the point of asking God forgive me when I know that I'm going back again and do the same thing, But the only thing I used to say is, "God have mercy upon me, and I didn't even want to think about, you know, what my life was going to be like. I didn't want to think about what, you know, what God is, what the judgment that's going to be, but I was running away from God.
1: Wow. You know,
2: um, and I've been asked this question. Why would it be an issue that you would have to ask for forgiveness about if it's something that's supposed to be normal, natural. So, see, these are the questions, these are the answers that I get when I ask questions about, you know, why, you know, as a man, why do you like another man? Why do you have, you know, sexual, you know, feelings for another man? Or as a woman, why do you have sexual desire for another woman? These are the questions, these are the answers that I get because it's natural. It's normal. It's normal. Just like you would have desire for a woman, you know, so does another woman have a desire for a woman, and that's natural. You know, I've even gotten, I've even gotten the the, uh, I think it was a caller that called in one day, and they we were having this discussion. Greg, what show was that? That was the show we did on um, children, yes, and yes. Um, and parents, same sex parents. And um, and adopting children,
3: and uh, one of the callers says
2: that it is natural. It, it is normal. It's normal for me, even if it's not normal. She says the fact that you like a woman and not another man is not normal for me. And I was like, whoa! You know, I was thrown by that. so and so, they, and so the, the underlying tone that I hear is that they believe, you know, those who like that, they believe that it's just a normal occurrence, just like any other attraction. So, you know, so if it's wrong, I mean, if it's normal, then why would, you know, henceforth, why then ask for the forgiveness?
3: Okay, Brian, um you you have to understand not everybody believes in God out there. Not everybody is a Christian. Right, right. So someone who is not a Christian, because me, I felt like it was a normal thing. But because I as a Christian, I grew up in the church, and I was being convicted by the Holy Spirit. I couldn't run from that. So that's where the the, the whole abnormality comes from. Because I I felt like it was normal. And I actually, if I'm walking down the street <laughs> and I saw a man and a woman kissing, I felt nauseous. I felt like it was disgusting. So it's like, what was normal? What, what is normal to you, man, that have been normal for me? And that's something that I keep praying to God, you know, continuously, and that's why Right now I don't even want to add, I said relationship, let me just put you there because God is still working, so let me just give him time. So it seems normal for them and they, it feels normal. You as a Christian, you don't say it normal because you're a Christian and you know the Bible, but it sucks someone and that's why so many other people if once they know the Bible and that's where the struggle comes in when they're like, Oh my god, I already know it's against you. So if it If you're not a christian and you you see how so many other people out there they're doing the same thing that you might be doing, they're getting prosperous in what they're doing in their own sins. and then you working hard or you're doing the same thing they're doing, and you can't get anywhere because they're not they're not being convicted by the Holy Spirit, they feel everything they're doing is normal for them. Mm. They feel everything they're doing is normal for them. So, so Tamara, now when you turn your
1: television on and you see a lot of shows now on television, they are showing the, the you know the same sex relationships on television, and we have the young kids now that are, are watching this stuff on television. What would you say to the parents that are allowing them
3: to watch it? Don't don't let your children fit their mind into this. Because if they grow up knowing that it is bad, it is a wrong thing, it is inappropriate before the eyes of God, Don't, don't think about anything else. Just say it is wrong against God, it is against God. They will grow up, even if they find themselves in that situation where they have to deal with it, they will be convicted because of the seed that you have thrown into them. Don't, Because the children, are, their mind is like a, a sponge. They, they're they absorbing everything that they're watching. They're hearing from other people. Don't let your children watch this.
1: And you see it in the movies. You see it even in the commercials. And now we have the Super Bowl coming up within a couple of weeks. I'm pretty sure we'll probably see something there then as well.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will see something. And the, the kids these days, they're, not, they're, they're, they're really smart. And they just, they know what they know and they do what they do. But tomorrow we're going to take a quick 30-second break, and we'll be right back in about Treat me with 30 understanding.
0: seconds. Treat me with respect. A drug and alcohol addiction is an equal opportunity to see. We'll judgment. Individuals in recovery come from all walks of life and deserve to be treated with respect for winning one of the hardest battles there is. Treat me with courtesy. Treat me with humanity. Alcohol and drug addiction deserves proper treatment. For drug and alcohol information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP.
1: Okay, if you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. And we have tonight our special guest, is Mar Joseph, She's a best-selling author of a book called The Ultimate Choice. Tamara, tell us about your book and how the sales are going
3: with it. The sales are okay, I guess. Okay. But the book is about, um, my website is the, um, www.ultimatechoice.us, and I also have a MySpace um, page. It's myspace.com slash ultimatechoice. And the book is about a few things, I mean, a few things that I had to deal with growing up, you know, being raped and being molested, being um, um, emotionally abused and um, being depressed. And one of the things that the book really focuses on is the fact that I grew up a Christian and yet I found myself dealing with homosexuality and I gave into this. But at the same time, I was miserable. And day after day, I just kept praying, you know, for God to change, you know, what was going on. But it was like sometimes I just didn't feel like doing so because I'm like, hey, where is God when I need Him the most? Where is He? And I felt like this is who I am and nothing else. God created me to be this way. But He put, He just put me there and He taught me a lesson. And, you know, deliverance is a daily thing, and um, victory is a daily thing, and I'm still hanging in there, and I know that God is still working.
2: Yes. yeah. I want to ask you something about um, today, about now. Mm-hmm. How are you treated now that you've changed that behavior, and that, you know, and now that you're so open with your past, do you still get treated the same way? By
3: oh you know, yeah.
2: By the folks that that before treated you that way because you were openly homosexual?
3: Oh yeah. Sometimes oh I was telling someone the other I was so angry and I told her straight up. I said, If I have a friend who has been dealing with something and have been delivered from it, I will not advise this person to stand up in church and testify. Because they still look at you the same way. And it's not even that. It's the fact that every step you take, this person in their mind is thinking, oh, you are the same way. And they kind of hold your path above your head just like the devil They're holding it. They're flashing it in front of you. Anything, they're just flashing your past in front of you. Yeah, half of the time I still get treated the same way. But one thing that I do tell people, I have something that you can never take away from me. You want to criticize me? Go on and do so. I have one thing you can never take away from me. I have God's love. I have peace of mind. So go on with your foolish self and say whatever you want to say.
1: Well, let me ask you this. This is great, on. When you're you're out and about and the the women in your past that that know about what you struggle with, they know that you're still dealing with it or whatever, they may not know that you've been delivered. Then again, they may know that you've been delivered, and they may just try you just to see how strong you are. I know the temptation is still there. That's not Mm going to leave because that's one of the biggest tools that the enemy will use against us. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. he's not going to use anything ag- against you that you're not familiar with and you're not struggling with. Exactly. If, if, if you're dealing with homosexuality, he's not going to bring uh, drinking Alcohol. Or, or drugs <laughs> into the picture because it don't mix. You know, that won't be Exactly. Easy. Yeah. So so what he'll do, he'll bring the type of woman that you're used to dealing with, he'll bring that type of person around you just to you know, just to tempt you. So when this happens, what do you do? Do you run from it or do you... Uh, just how do you deal
3: with it? I yeah, I just say the devil. And I have my ex girlfriend, and we we still talk, you know. And even when half of the time I'm like, okay, you know, let's try staying in the present. Let's not go back to the past. But somehow, some some way, the the past already the past always tries to sneak up, you know, in 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 the present. So, half of the time, I try myself, you know, I cut the conversation short. And um, like I was I was at work one day, and then this beautiful lady came in. I mean, beautiful girl. I'm just I was just helping her, and when I felt like my mind was about to go somewhere, I just I just got I just left her and I said, Okay, hold on a second and I just have someone, you know, go over and help her. Mm-hmm. I try to avoid this situation because I already know if I if I get involved in this thing, if I if I if I if I have to stay in that position, I will set myself up for failure because hey, I'm human. But
1: well, you know tomorrow, let me say this. if a person is no longer smoking, he can't mm-hmm. hang around his friends that are smokers because that's gonna create uh, temptation and, and the atmosphere is just ripe for a person falling short and going back into what they've done. Do you think is Do you think that you need to turn those people loose that you used to deal with when you were out there because it's just not a good environment? And and that person, I don't think that person is respecting you. I don't think that that person is respecting your deliverance. If that person was really, you know, I this is just me talking but I, I just I wanna get your take on it as well. But I think it's very, very dangerous for this person to can, you know, to stay as close as she is to you and say the things that she's saying.
3: Okay. Um it is it I, as you said yes. If you were a smoker, you don't hang out, you know, with your smoking bodies, but at the same time you don't you don't just turn away from them. I mean, you might not hang out with them 24-7 as you used to, okay? But at the same time, this is what's going on. Now, seeing that, okay, point I was this way, and then, okay, let's say my ex. Now, I, I, half of the time I spend like two or three weeks without even hearing from her. But I just call, you know, she can call me or I can call her, okay, what's going on, okay, you know, yada, yada, okay, goodbye. So now, because of my, because I am in the light right now, you know, I'm trying my best to follow God's way, and this will help her too, because she, she knows who I used to be. She knows, it, she knows exactly how much I used to fight all these people telling me that, oh, you can, you can turn so-called, quote-unquote, straight. You can turn this way, you can turn that way. You can live this homosexual lifestyle. She knows how I used to be then. So if she says that every advance that she makes I either cut the phone call short, she will she will respect that deliverance. She will say, okay, the 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 tomorrow that was here yesterday is not the same that was here today. That is here today.
2: Hmm. Now, let me ask a question. Do you think that being around those type of people um, that were in your past when you were engaged in those type of activities? I mean, just in general, if it's smoking, if it's drinking, if it's, you know, homosexuality, if it's, you know, robbing, stealing, whatever, do you think that they become enablers when they say, man, you know, it, it, I'm still doing what I do. You know, you all right. You know, don't you don't do this. You know, because I know, you know, in my younger days, I used to drink alcohol. And, you know, I was a heavy drinker. You know, I was with my drinking buddies, and we'd go get, you know, blitzed and blasted and everything else. And, you know, when I stopped drinking, it seems like everybody was like, man, you stopped drinking? Man, here, get a drink. You know, and they were trying to buy me stuff. And then they would say, well, Brian, all right, now I'm going to get a drink, but don't you drink now because you don't drink no more. You know, so it was almost like in one in one side they were trying to enable me to do it again because I wasn't fun anymore if I wasn't drinking, you know, mm-hmm. if I wasn't where they were, you know. And then in the second sense, it was almost like they were trying to tempt me. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you don't drink no more. They, like they were trying to whip me or challenge me as if to say, you know, because I stopped doing that activity, then I wasn't who I used to. I wasn't who I was. You know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So you think that at times they become enablers?
3: Yeah, at times they do. They do because they will keep on reminding you. Remember we used to do this? Remember we used to do that? Yeah, but one of the things that you have to, first of all, um, avoid these this people when you are in your weakest point. If you feel like you're about to back that if you feel like you are weak, you avoid these people. And second, you know what you stand for and who you're standing for. Because if you don't stand for something, you will fall for everything. So yes. you 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 make priority in your life. Who I want to who I want to plead. Do I want to please my friends because they they telling me that I am not fun anymore because I'm not doing so and so? Or do I do I do I do I just want to do you know? I'm sorry, I am getting distracted by these people. That's okay. <laughs> it's That's okay. okay. <laughs> it's okay.
1: You know what? You know, I, I I'm, I'm reading. I'm I'm chatting with someone in the chat room right now, and it's, it's a very uh, wise person, and they're saying that in your friends' minds, a lot of them think that you're you're betraying them. Because you're not yeah. down with what they're doing anymore and you're no longer a cool person so they kinda they kinda turn against you. Mm-hmm. Did you did you have that to happen
3: with your with your so called friends? Okay, um let's say with me it was different with me because I, I moved from Florida and half of these people I used to hang out with, I started talking to them but after a while I said, Okay, let me just cut them loose and a few of half of them I didn't speak to for for months, and when I started talking to them, it was just a whole different thing. Sometimes you're on the phone for two minutes, you don't even feel like you want to say anything because you just feel like you don't know who this person is anymore. And my ex girlfriend was telling me one thing. She was on my space, on my space page, and then she was like, I I don't know, I don't know who you know who you are anymore. I can't. I can't I don't even feel comfortable leaving your comment. I don't know if you might get a, a offended if I leave you this comment, if I leave you that comment. So yeah, it 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 sometimes it's just them, you know. But I didn't have most of, um most I didn't have this problem with my with my so called friends because I, I let half of them go. Mm. So in essence you
2: did have to sever the ties with, with Yeah certain people. Yes. You know, and I think it's important that you say that because some people feel like they can stay around the same circle of people that are doing the same thing that they decide not to do. You know, like, and, and I give you another, I mean, I give you a perfect example with my friends. They almost never saw me when I stopped drinking. uh uh-huh. You know, matter of fact, they never saw me. I would never, I would rarely go around because... I knew when I went around them what they were going to be doing because it was it was like clockwork every Friday, let's see. It was every Friday, it actually was it was Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday and Sunday that we would drink. So the only day we didn't drink was no, I take that back. The only day we didn't drink was Monday.
1: Tuesday through Sunday, we would drink. And Brian, I'm sure your friends looked at you like, "How, how dare you come around yeah. to our environment and turn you know, it us was, down?" It was like this. It was more so. How dare you
2: not come with some alcohol? <laughs> you know, yeah. because I was,
1: I, I would always have it with me. It was with me the whole time. You know what, isn't it? Isn't it, it's not a funny thing, but I'm going to use the word funny. Isn't it funny how the things that we struggle with, you know, it, it takes money out of our homes, it takes money out of our pockets, but as soon as, we, as soon as we stop doing that thing that we're struggling with, it's funny how those things that we struggle with are now free. You know, the enemy will make it free to us to have mm-hmm. it. The, you know, Greg, <laughs> it's funny you said that. Because the year that I stopped
2: drinking, people were inviting me to party after party, and I'm going to, like, dinner parties, so they're, you know, semi-formal, you dress up, you look nice, and they'd have full, free, full bars everywhere, and I'm like, I don't drink. Yeah. Oh, come and on, man, I'm, they'd make me a drink, and yeah. I'd sit there, and I'm not drinking that. And I'm and thinking to myself, I
1: want it, but I don't and I'm want sure, it. It, and I'm it sure. is the
3: same thing with me, too. Yeah, I was just about the same to say
1: yeah, I was about to say with tomorrow. I was just about to say with tomorrow. I'm sure the person, the the thing that you liked the most, the thing that was that the type of woman that you uh, were used to seeing, or the the one that you were more um, how do I say this, the person that you wanted the most, or the one that you were attracted to the most? They just started popping up out of nowhere.
3: I am serious. I am dead serious. And you, you like. Some people start revealing their feelings for so I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, I've had this chick from high school, and she wrote me, and she was telling me, oh, you know, let's do this. And I'm like, whoa. I never even thought that. You see, some people who you never even thought have feelings for or never even tried to it, these are the people who keep popping into your life. <laughs> so It is funny that you mentioned this. yeah.
1: yeah. It, that's just a trick. It's just a trick. Mm-hmm. It's nothing more than that. It, it's, it's it's a trick by the enemy, and if you if you're not strong, you'll fall for it. And you really don't want to be around that type of temptation whatsoever. Uh, we're gonna take a thirty second break, and we'll be right back.
0: I was the last one of all my friends to do it. After I did it my first time, I told everybody. I had such a big mouth about it. You got all that energy flowing inside, and you go in and commit.
1: Twenty million women didn't vote in the last presidential election. This November 7th, do something really important for your country. Vote.
0: It's a beautiful thing.
1: Sponsored by Women's Voices, Women Vote, a nonpartisan organization that does not support or oppose any candidates. So, so Tamara, yes?
3: what,
1: what do you do in a situation like that when a, when another woman, uh, you, when you're somewhere when you and you're dealing with this homosexuality? How how do you deal with someone coming up to you uh, testing uh, your deliverance? I
3: find just in your mind you're like yeah, I want I want this drink. But um, I got to the point where I I weigh in the sin. I'm asking myself, what is more important to me? What's going to happen after this few minutes of pleasure? Because I know I, I have a God to deal with. What's going to happen then? Because it wasn't like before. I used to be running away from him. But right now I have surrendered and I have said, God, have your way in my life, have your way with me, so what's going to happen then? You know fall for that fall for that umske old trick, and you know that it's not it's not about anything else but depression because um i I kind of fell a little bit <laughs> I didn't go all the way. you understand, <laughs> but kind of, my mind kind of went uh, the bad way a little bit, so i I was depressed. I was very depressed, and it was since 2006. That was the first time I was this depressed, and I actually cried myself to sleep. And I remember getting waking up in the morning early. I couldn't fall asleep, and I was crying. Three o'clock in the three o'clock in the morning, I was in bed crying because I I was so depressed because I. I kind of went back a little. I kind of, it's like I took one little step back. The depression is not a funny thing. With me, it's just depression. And I don't want to be crying all day long. I don't want to be looking, my face looking all all crazy because my face will start breaking out once I'm depressed. I don't want to get to that point. So I try my best to stay away with the help of the Holy Spirit.
2: Yes, yes. You know, and that's just you know, and and one of our chat room members is saying, he said, you know, the devil is determined to keep her keep you in his reach and that's why you're seeing these things coming around. You know mm-hmm. but you know, more importantly about you know, the whole situation of you know, when you're when you're out there in those in that particular predicament, you know, and this is for anybody, whether you know, you like if you're a male and you like other men, or if you're a woman and you like other women, or if you like both men and women, when you see yourself being caught up in that situation, you know you gotta you gotta think, and you gotta think with the right brain,
1: <laughs> you know,
2: because too often, you know, as soon as we see something that that we lust for, because you know nine times out ten times out of ten, okay, nine point nine 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 times out of ten, it's lust. It's mm-hmm. not love. It's mm-hmm. lust. And so, and, and I'm probably, you know, right with the 10 out of 10. It's lust. Initially, when you see them, it's something that your eyes say, that looks pleasant, that looks good. And then immediately it turns to lust mm-hmm. because you start saying, oh, man, they got this, they got that, they fine, they sexy, big muscles, <laughs> big this, big that. Look good from the front, look good from you know, that's where your mind starts to go. And so immediately what do you have to do? You gotta turn away from that. You know, and you gotta you gotta set your mind on things that are pleasant. You know, if you if you know for a fact that when you see that type of person, that's the effect you're gonna have on you or that's the effect that person's gonna have on you in general, you already know what you need to do. Don't look. If you're gonna look Strengthen yourself. Build yourself up to where, when you look at them, you don't even see that. Uh-huh,
3: uh-huh.
2: You know, and I mean, people right now, gay, straight, what have you, they struggle with that with anything. Exactly. You know, if if I tell you this, married men struggle with not looking at single at, at any other woman but their wife. Married women struggle with not looking at any other man but their husband. And more often than not, we look, we desire, we say that look good, and then pretty soon we say, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, can't go there. Can't put my mind there. Might mess around, call the wrong name.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> and so, yeah, you have you struggle with that. So you have to remember to set your mind on the right thing.
3: Uh-huh, uh-huh. What happened today? you so timidly.
2: Greg, are you there?
1: I'm here. Oh, okay. She's asking for something, Greg. <laughs> you, you know, Tamara, I'll, I'll ask you this question, and it's dealing with deliverance. It's not just homosexuality. Mm-hmm. It's a number of different things. And people that are dealing with, like Brian said, the husband or the wife that that's looking outside of their relationship. They're looking at what they think is greener. They, they look at what they think is the best. And I I define sin as a selfish, selfish act. Uh That's how I look at it. I I really do. I think it's a very selfish act on our part because in sin, we're all trying to get something that will satisfy the flesh.
3: Uh
1: And even if you fall back or you do something with with someone, uh, another woman, Uh you feel terrible afterwards. You, you you even said you felt terrible just from the thoughts that you had from it, from mm-hmm. dealing with someone that was trying to come onto you, or or those old feelings came back to you. My thing is, we need to really think about what we're doing at the time that we're doing it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I think when we do that, we we have control of the situation, and we have control. Somewhat over over our emotions. Do you agree?
3: Yeah, I was um when I said I fell back a little. Um, I was I met this individual, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm in love with her. I'm in love with her. Yada yada. I, my pastor's wife, my pastor's wife saw me that 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 Sunday and then She was talk, she was asking me, okay, what's going on? Because I was in church and my mind wasn't even there. And then afterwards she asked me, okay, what's going on? And I told her, okay, I met this individual and this and that. And then all feelings come flooding back. And then I was talking to another friend of mine. And I'm like, I'm in love with her. And then he said, no, you're not. I said, what do you mean? Because my pastor wife told me I'm not in love with her. I said, what in the world do you mean I'm not in love with her? And my friend told me, what is love? And then I go to that verse where it says love is not selfish. Love is in an He's like, okay, now tell me, do you love her? So, yeah, we do selfish things because when 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 now he was telling me, do you really love her? And I told the girl from straight up, I said, listen to me, this is not going to be a long-term relationship because I already know that sooner or later I will wake up one morning and I will just call you and say, okay, I, you are not the person I want to be with. So, Right now, I'm, I was just looking for a way, you know, to satisfy my flesh. Yes, I felt like I cared about her, but when I when when it was all over, how was she going to feel? I was. It was just a selfish thing on my part. Mm.
2: You know, well, again, Greg, I I think yeah. that, and and we're running out of time here, but I just want to make note that this is something that's very controversial. It's something that's very personal. And so, Tamar, we we really appreciate you coming on and just opening up, you know, your heart and yourself to us, Uh you know, and to our listening audience. You know, again, there's a lot of people that have, you know, pros and cons on both sides of this issue, and it's something that we definitely need to dialogue more about because, You know, most people learn about this in a negative way. They learn Uh about it through a personal experience, you know, Uh or through word of mouth from the third-hand person that knew this person that did it to somebody else that they knew, you know. Uh And so we need to really sit down and be honest and just dialogue about these issues. And that's the only way we'll be able to educate, you know, ourselves about the dangerous part of it, about, you know, the things that could happen, couldn't happen. We need to educate ourselves about these issues. So, tomorrow again, we thank you for coming on. And with that being said, listeners, meet us on Wednesday night, Wednesday night, 9 p.m., the Abundant Solutions Hour.